Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Kylie Carpenter, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi there. Thanks, Nick. So all adoption stories, uh, I guess, to the people that don't really know a lot about adoption, generally starts with the birth of a child. However, those of us in the know know that story starts a fair bit before then, uh, where two people come together and there's a relationship and then there's... Uh, a decision to make. We're lucky enough to have Bruce Scott with us, uh, who's the birth father of Kylie. Um, tell us how how the story started, Bruce. How does this story start? Okay, um, I'm from New Zealand, a small uh, rural town called uh, Pukekohe in South Auckland. I'm um, 69 years old. Uh, and uh, my partner was a local girl that came from the same town, uh, my partner became pregnant in 1977. Uh, this unplanned pregnancy presented us with several hurdles. As we were not married uh, back in the day, it was sort of taboo. Uh, firstly, was the stigma and shame and guilt within the community, which have, you know would have they would have pointed the fingers or be gossip, rumours, etc. Um, if we had of um, you know declared the impending birth out of wedlock, mm-hmm. it was like that. Um, 
So it was compounded also by my partner's mother's serious mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been uh, historical uh, health issues within the family. So we decided to uh, adopt the baby. Um, so we left New Zealand yep. and to reside in Perth. And the reason for Perth that it was um, so far away from everybody from Auckland, New Zealand, that we assumed that no one from the family or any friends would visit us. Um, so I, I worked in Perth for the term of the pregnancy, and I can't say it was the nicest of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the term of the pregnancy, uh, sadly, I watched my partner uh, giving birth to Connie. All right, so excuse me. <laughs> all right, um, no, take take your time. I guess with yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, did you know that the outcome for adoption was that made very very early in your uh, partner's pregnancy yes it was yeah yeah obviously that's i guess i'm assuming here but that would be the hardest decision that any uh, potential parent has to make and then making that early that's 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 a pretty strong conviction there too i've got to say yeah, um, well, it was because uh, there had been several um, uh, issues with, um, you know, families. Uh, my my mother, um, we had a, a unplanned um, pregnancy in our family as well, yeah. uh, and it was a stigma. Uh, and, and, you know, as I said, the mental health issues with my partner's uh, mother, yeah. um, you know, we didn't want to cause them further health issues. Mm. Um, so we thought it best to... Um, adopt the baby uh, out, um, you know, uh, yeah, and it, whether it was the right thing to do or not, I don't know, but, um, yeah, it, it was probably tougher on my partner than it was for me yep. um, because, obviously, she carried Kylie for nine months. Yep. Um, but we made that, uh, yeah, we made that call, uh, yeah, really, really early on the piece. Uh, there was no changing our mind. Okay. So, yeah, that's a yeah, very brave brave decision early and congratulations on that yeah. I've got to say um, yeah and so after Kylie was born uh, yes I, I guess one of the questions that uh, I have is is there a process that the authorities go through do you um, have any opportunity to see see the baby or you're removed from that altogether um yeah, well, I actually saw Kylie born, yep. uh, and uh, the baby stayed in hospital. And uh, from my knowledge, is that uh, I can re- remember my partner uh, going to the hospital for some three to four days afterwards, and uh, holding Kylie uh, until she was told not to return. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I would say that was really hard on her too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and it was also. Um, I've actually seen the adoption papers, yep. and uh, my name is on the papers as so okay. partners, yep. uh, as well as the name that um, Kylie was given at birth. Uh, and uh, I cannot remember, it's got base, our basic medical history there, which we must have given to the authorities, yep. uh, but uh, I can't remember signing those. Um, obviously, I've blanked it out. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the years, I, I had no idea that I'd written that. Um, yeah, of course. yeah, so Kylie had told me my name was on there, and I, yeah, I've actually seen them. Kind, uh, yeah. So I guess that um, brings Kylie into into the picture. So uh, welcome, Kylie. Uh, Thanks, Nick. You were 
the adopted child, obviously. That's um, very clinical for me to say, but um, I guess I'm, I'm the same. So <laughs> um, your early childhood in your adopted family, how, how was that? Did you find out early that you were adopted or late? Yeah, um, look, I found out I was adopted when I was about five years old. Yep. And I always feel like I have a memory of that, of being told. Um, yep. Sometimes I don't know if it is, is a real memory or not. Yep. Uh, I just remember I've got this memory of being told um, just before I was to go to school, to go to kindergarten at the, at the time, um, and not knowing really what it meant. Yeah. I mean, as a five-year-old, um, I had no idea. I just thought it was um, it was something that um, I was kind of told maybe not to tell everybody. Yeah. So as a child, I thought it was just something that I had to keep secret. Um, yeah. So I suppose that was a bit hard as a child. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I do. I feel like I do have a good memory of it, but I don't, just don't know how how true that memory is. Yeah, I uh, I know exactly. Exactly what you feel, and it's something that you can't describe. Yeah, and yeah, in during your childhood, would certain events bring up adoption at all? I know for me, if I was in trouble, for argument's sake, and I got sent to my room, and I'd be like, <sighs> "Wonder what happens if I, you know, if I wasn't adopted?" They, my parents, and I would put them in on a pedestal, living in a um in a mansion on the Gold Coast and <laughs> I wouldn't be in trouble because I'd be, you know, living life like a dream. Did you have any fantasies like that when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, definitely thought that um, my birth parents were probably royalty and I was a princess, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some sort of glamorous out there fantasy that I made up occasionally. Yep. Um, maybe I was a bit of a princess as a child anyway, so... That's it. Um, but, yeah, I think most of the time it wasn't something I thought about as a child at all. Yep. I think, um, you know, I was too busy being a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had two parents. Um, they were all that I knew. Yep. You know, two, and I also had a, an older brother um, who was 13 years older than me. Okay. Um, so it's not, you know, it's the only family I knew and I really didn't think about it at all that much until I got older. That was when I started to think about it a bit more and, right. and wondering, um, you know, what it would be like, for example, to have a family where you could see resemblance. Yeah. Is there no physical resemblance? Yeah, I thought, um, so, yeah, with my adopted parents, I think it's quite obvious, I think, that we weren't related. Right. My... Um, my dad was six foot six and I'm a tiny shorty. Mm. <laughs> um, my mum is, you know, quite pale skin and freckles and she did have red hair back in the day as well. Right. Uh, whereas I have very olive skin, um, brown eyes and dark hair. So, okay. yeah, I didn't definitely didn't <laughs> look like either of my, my parents. Right. And are your, your older brother... Is he adopted or is he child of your parents? A child of my parents, yeah. Yep. yep. So um, he left home when I was about three. Okay. So it was almost like I, I almost, you know, grew up like an only child in a way. Yep. Just because I didn't really have a sibling at home for right. the rest of my life. So I guess the 
Next question I have then is to either either one of you. How did the journey to reconnection start? Who started looking for the other one, or who started this whole thing? I might I might start first sure. because um, okay. I think I might have at least started a tentative search yeah. about uh, would have been about fifteen years ago. And I say tentative because I don't think I was putting my heart and soul and a lot of effort into it. So what I did was um, I decided to apply for my adoption records as a first step. And I found out about that being the first step via um, an adoption centre in Perth. I think it was called Jigsaw. It's still going. Okay. Um, and they were basically saying that, yes, I had every right to apply for my adoption records through the um, Department of, I think it's called Community Services in WA. Yep. And so I applied for the um, and they came through as a whole bundle of paperwork, um, which included a lot of information, actually. Hmm. And that information was my original birth certificate with my original name on that, yep. as well as my both my birth parents' names and where they were from. It also contained inf- information from an interview that both of them um, must have had, which, um, you know, talked about um, the jobs they did, um, the reasons for getting me out. Yep. Um, some medical history as well within the family, just so that was recorded as well. Yeah. So how was it? So there was a lot of information. That? How was it reading through all of that? Yeah, it was quite. I think overwhelming is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and very uh, interesting as yeah. well to read all of this this information. Um, and to, you know, get a bit of an idea, I suppose, about who I was and where I'd come from. Um, but yeah, it was a lot to take in and I wasn't quite sure about the next steps from there. There was also information about my, um, adoptive parents and some of the processes they had to go through. Um, so there were welfare checks. Yeah. That, that must have been part of the process back yep. in the day. So yep. they adopted me. I was six weeks old when they got me from the hospital. And then I think every, might have been every six months or something or every year for the first two years, yep. there was a welfare check. Right. Um, sure that I was doing okay. And there was some recorded statements about that as well, about how I was going. And sounds like everything was going well, so that was good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and um, those welfare checks stopped when I was two. Okay, and that's where those types of records stopped as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were really quite old-fashioned records. Everything was kind of handwritten or yeah. very old typing as well. Yeah. But, yeah, they're very comprehensive. So there must have been a, a requirement to, to keep these comprehensive records, which was handy for me yep. because I got all of that information. So for me, it was like, well, you know, there had to be a next step yep. once you have all of this paperwork and um, I had my birth parents' names and um, I thought, well, you know, maybe if I just do a, a search um, via, you know, the internet as well. Yeah. But um, both of them had very common names. Unfortunately, they didn't have names like Ziggy Stardust or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, it was a bit difficult um, because both of the names of which, you know, 
hundreds or thousands of other people had yeah. had very similar names. Yeah. And I think from there, I just um, yeah, put the search away for a while and and actually didn't think about it for quite a long time. Yeah. Except on and off. Now yeah. and then it would pop into my mind and I think, oh, yeah, I really should do a search. Yeah. There was a lot, you know, there's a lot going on in your life in your Absolutely. kind of 20s and 30s. Yep. Yeah, and I was doing So, again, I would often do it every now and then, um, yeah. do an internet search of their names again, just, you know, hoping that something would just pop up magically. But, um, yeah, nothing kind of ever did eventuate. I did contact Jigsaw again just to see if they could um, help in any further way. But, again, it was just a tentative reaching out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't put the hard yards in, that's for sure. And I think because in the back of my mind I was a little bit scared yeah. and I was always thinking this is not the right time, you know, you've got a lot going on in your life. Yeah. But you know what? I think there never is a right time. <laughs> oh, of course. And so, I guess you had a little bit of curiosity satisfied. So I guess you had a little taste and then back to life again. Um, meanwhile, yeah. uh, on the other side of the ditch, Bruce is merrily going along with life. And so what? what's yep. your part of that story there, Bruce? How did you um, – I, I guess <clears throat> we'll go back a little bit further in time. So you've um, yep. Yep. moved back to New Zealand, obviously. Was that long after well, pregnancy was finished? Well, when we left Perth, uh, we travelled to Adelaide and lived there for a, a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, par- my partner had the adoption documents, which I wanted to take home. But she actually burnt them one day when I was at work, right. uh, which kind of annoyed me immensely. Because yeah. um, I'd always intended to, you know, come back and see if I could find my daughter, you know. So, um, at any rate, uh, so we uh, eventually went back to New Zealand and uh, and I married my partner and uh, we had a son. So uh, Kylie's got a biological brother as well. Nice. uh, And he's two years younger than Kylie. Right. Uh, So we got married uh, and... um, you know, we kind of wiped wiped that part of our, um, you know, our life out of my mind for probably 10 years. Yeah. And uh, then I started thinking and thinking about it, and it was kind of always in a bad mood. And at uh, any rate, I, uh, I ended up, um, you know, divorcing my uh, partner, who was my wife. Yep. Um, you know, we were formerly my partner. And... Uh, uh, anyway, I, I've married again, and and I this has been a secret that nobody knew. Right. There was only my ex-wife and I knew about this. So I told my um, my wife, my current wife, who I met, and then we've married, and and, and I said, well, um, and and so she started harping on at me, like you need to find this yeah. girl, and blah yeah. blah blah, and I told her to mind her own business, <laughs> but. Uh, and so I then just recently, I mean, I'm turning 70 this year. And just recently, uh, I went on a Facebook site and uh, the first one. And uh, this lady said, I said, how do I find my daughter? And they said, well, you need to go to communities in Western Australia. And they sent me the documents and I downloaded them, posted them off. Uh, and uh, and I thought, well, that's it. I'll just wait to hear from them. Yep. Um, so in the meantime, I went actually on another Facebook site um, which is um, AIA if I don't mind mentioning it yep. uh, and uh, I went on that website and um, uh, 
well, I don't know if you want me to tell you the story now, but um, from there on, it was just uh, voila and uh, full steam ahead. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, when I joined that site, um, the search angel said to me, well, we don't usually have birth fathers on here. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, uh, but she help you. And I took it wrong. I left that email, the message she sent me. I left it on my phone for two days. And I thought, oh, I was kind of annoyed. I thought, oh, God, you go on these sites and you know, yeah. nothing happens. You know, I said, so I, I went back to her and I said, on a Sunday afternoon, I said, just take my name off the site. It doesn't matter, you know. Yep. Um, and I hadn't read it properly because she said she could possibly help us. But she came back and she said to me, can you send me the birth mother's name and some details, your name and blah, 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 which I did. And um, anyway, so uh, well, I sent them off to her. And uh, it was on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, my wife had gone to sleep. She was reading a book and I was just doing this beside her lying on the couch. And yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, Diane, well, Diane came back. I don't know, hope you don't mind me mentioning her name. No, well, and she said, was uh, our first guest. Yeah, so she she, uh, she came back and said, I've got your daughter here. Right. And so um, I said, uh, this was within five minutes. You know, she'd done a search. And uh, wow. apparently Kylie had um, uh, forwarded her details to um, that site uh, 10 days before. Wow. Serendipity. Yeah. So... Yeah, very much so. Yeah, 10 days before I joined that particular Adopted in Australia Facebook group, again, putting yeah. a tentative kind of feelers out there without putting too much effort into it because joining a Facebook group isn't too much effort, right? No, um, not. I'd given Diane, the admin of the group, yeah. who is definitely definitely an angel, yeah. um, some very, very basic details. And I say very basic because, I, I mean, I didn't know her from a bar of so yeah. So, um, there's many Facebook groups out there in, in the world. So I thought, look, I'm not going to give too much information because I really don't know much about this. So it was very, very basic. Um, so, yes, when she did contact me about Bruce, and I think Bruce might have had the same thoughts where we were both like, is this legitimate? So we both had, we did have a bit of an initial thought just because we um, were new to the group yeah. and we didn't know Diane, um, but um, now we know that um, what a wonderful, amazing woman she is. We wouldn't Absolutely. have had those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and my partner who was, um, I was in the car at the time when Diane contacted me, was also said to me, oh, yes, yeah, sounds like a scam. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So it took a bit of convincing because, um, funnily enough, my my mum had been visiting. Okay. And I just dropped her off to the airport. Yep. She'd spent three months with me, um, stranded from WA because of COVID. Oh, of course. And um, yep. I just dropped her to the airport. I was in the car on the way back. My partner was driving. Yep. And that's when um, Diana messaged me saying, "Are you sitting down?" And yeah. I thought, what? Who is this lady? What's going on? <laughs> and um, she actually did go through some details. And I thought, oh, I'm not sure if she's correct on this. Okay. And the details she kept giving me were details I had already given her. And I thought, yes, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I've already given her those details. So what? Yeah. But then she gave me Bruce's name. And I had not given her Bruce's name ah. at all. 
And as soon as she gave me Bruce's name, I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. And your heart <laughs> that is definitely him because I, I'd had his name from the adoption records. Of course. So straight away I thought this can't be um, a scam. This is legitimate. So, yeah, very – it was very overwhelming. I thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you thought, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so so well, did Diane yeah. contact you, Bruce, as well? Yeah. 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 So um, tell us all those... She she sent me she she uh, sent me a screenshot of the conversations with Kylie, um, and then she said Kylie's gone offline. I think she's fainted, uh, <laughs> laughing out loud. Um, and um, I mean, I didn't believe it myself either. You know, I thought this can't be true. Yeah. This can't be true. But then she sent through uh, Kylie's phone number and her um, full name. And said, I said, well, can I ring her? And she goes, well, she's sitting by the phone waiting, you know. So um, I just have a prepay phone in New Zealand, and it didn't have credit on it to um, ring Australia. Um, You know, um, so so I had to put credit on the phone. It took about 20 minutes for it to go through, which was very frustrating. And I'd woken my wife up and said, well, you know, this is what's happening. And she goes, really, really? She said, yeah. I'm not going in a room with you when you <laughs> when you ring your daughter up. Yeah. No, because, I, I mean, obviously I just melted, yep. uh, flooded the room out. <laughs> um, and so I rang Kylie and uh, I said, uh, is that Kylie Carpenter? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I think, I think I'm your birth father. Wow. And, and how did uh, you? Yeah, so yeah. I couldn't talk for about a couple of minutes, you of know. Uh, it was just over, overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's um that is pretty cool. So when you received the call, Kylie, what was going through your mind? Um, like Bruce said, I think the only feeling I can describe if it's a feeling is that feeling of just being overwhelmed. Yeah. Um but really overwhelmed but happy. Like yeah. I was really happy. So overwhelm may say negative, sound like a negative thing, but it wasn't negative. It was just an overwhelming happiness. And I, I feel like there was something about that first conversation that straight away um, I thought, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be all right. Yeah, you know, sure. this is going to be a good relationship. Um, I could tell that straight away. So, so that put me at ease. Yeah. But it was very emotional and very, oh, yeah. wow, this is amazing. And just to the add to the emotion of it all for Bruce, um, I let him know that he also had an almost one-year-old grandson. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so I have a little boy um, cool. who was born almost a year ago. Nice. And yes, congratulations so, on uh, becoming a new grandfather, Bruce. And obviously, congratulations, yeah. uh, Kylie. Thank on, you. Yeah. On that. Thank you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And yeah, it, it is. And I think maybe that's why I joined that particular Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and I joined a few other adopted Facebook groups as well because there was a part of me becoming a, a parent for the first time. Um, mm-hmm that made me think about it a bit more. Yep. So made me think about, um, you know, being adopted, um, things like, you know, knowing some family history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just became a bit more curious. And while my mum was here, she had mentioned, hey, you know, have you thought about, she brings it up every now and then, yep. have you thought about finding your birth parents? 
And um, for me, joining the Facebook group, it just kind of clicked. I thought, wow, there's a Facebook group for everything now, yeah, right? It doesn't matter what you're into, yep. there's a Facebook group. Yep. So that was one of the reasons I went straight to Facebook. I thought, I'll join a few of these groups, probably nothing will eventuate, but what have I got to lose? Whatever. Yeah. Again, not putting a lot of effort into it. So, yeah, it all worked out. Um worked out in the end and um diane and the adopted in australia facebook group and she runs another one as well um her and her search angels just wow they're doing an amazing service for um adopted people um and people who have adopted out children they're just definitely angels <laughs> okay just to wind it back a little bit you've contacted and talked on the phone and that's only recently too like in the last two months in the last couple of months six weeks or so you say yeah um, yep. decided to catch up how when did you first meet and how did all that go um well um just when i uh my first contact with kylie i um my wife and i were just going down the south island of new zealand for a three-week tour so kylie and i um talk constantly on messenger every yep. day Yep. for three weeks. Right. Um, and I've sent her um, family photos, heaps of family photos, yep. um, family history and so forth through. And, um, yeah, so then I said to her, look, I'm going to come and see you. So I just booked a flight, yep. uh, you know, to come to Australia as soon as I could and uh, arrived over here oh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I arrived on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, a, a late afternoon and, uh, and then I, um, said to Kylie, I'll come over, um, on Thursday morning. So, um, it was, um, again, very emotional, yeah. uh, and, um, yeah, to see, you know, somebody for, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you know, see somebody first time 44 years yeah you know and uh, you know face to face was uh, yeah it was amazing did you get a taxi to kylie's house or did you meet in a neutral location or how did that uh, no i just i just came around to a house yeah and it's quite funny because um you know you don't although kylie has said you know she was comfortable with me she didn't know really my background yeah i mean i could i could have been anybody you know and um you know, but um, yeah, I I don't think I'm a bad person or anything, so I she had nothing to fear. But yeah, um, yeah. but you know, you don't know, you know. And uh, yeah, we met up just at her house, and it was absolutely great. She uh, walked out the front door, and yeah, it's yeah, big hug, and yeah, yeah. it's really good. And I'm actually sitting at her house right now. Yeah, uh, they probably they they probably want to see the back of me soon, but I'm going home <laughs> next week, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been fanta- absolutely fantastic. It's uh, as I said on, I think it was on Diane's um, Facebook page. I said, um, you know, sometimes dreams come true, and this one certainly did. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant, brilliant story. Um, yeah, and so you're you're staying with Kylie. You've got a spare bedroom, no, I assume, uh, or you're in a hotel. Well, well, I actually am tonight. Right. Um, but um, I chose, um, like, I, you know, even if Kylie had have asked me, and then, like I say, she didn't know me, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't have yeah. uh, because, uh, I, 
you know, I didn't know the family either, you know, and it's best to get to know each other yeah. um, before we get too too familiar. And um, hopefully Kylie and her family are going to come out to our place next year, maybe. Nice. And uh, they our place. Yep. I'll show them around the country. Yep. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, I've got friends that um, run a motel in uh, Brisbane. Okay. They've been here for six years, and right. uh, they're actually my son's, um, you know, like the – their son was my son's best friend. So, right. um, yeah, we caught up with old times as well. And okay. uh, Kylie went and met them um, yesterday. Nice. And uh, they couldn't get over, because they know their mother really well, yep. and uh, they couldn't get over the likeness of uh, Kylie wow. uh, to her birth mother. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I guess most of the uh, reconnection events, for want of a better term, seem to be like a meeting over a coffee or um, even yep. just catching up and then going back to your separate lives. But you guys have been in your, f- effectively your first contact for three weeks. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I think that's yeah. got to be a, a unique first, I have to say. Um, that's yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I guess that would also help you guys build a really strong relationship too so that's i I think it has yeah yeah very cool um and and i I probably came over for a little bit long but i said to my wife look if this doesn't work out you don't know how it's going to pan out i'll just go for a holiday somewhere you know yeah um but um yeah no it it has worked out i've been helping them i'm a builder so i've been helping them around the house doing bits and pieces and uh um, you know, I've, uh, you know, I think that I've bonded with her, um, Kylie's partner, um, and uh, you know, it's given me time with my grandson, yep. um, and uh, for him to, you know, for me to uh, familiarise himself with me, and uh, it's been fantastic because I have uh, grandchildren, yeah, uh, but they're not my not my blood, they're my um, my uh, wife's um, uh, grandchildren, but they're my grandchildren yeah, of also. Um, but um, it's probably not quite the same attachment. Um, but uh, it's sort of, it's been life changing for me. This whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't. Uh, you know, it, it's certainly changed me. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's brilliant to get the birth father's perspective on things because, and we're going to talk with birth mothers and adopted mothers and adopted fathers over the course of the podcast but i right very happy that uh you've been able to give your perspective very very early because i think sometimes yeah. uh fathers do uh get caught in the shadow of these stories sometimes um and yeah yeah i think it's really important that you've been able to tell your story which is really good Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic story, and I've told a lot of people, and usually brings a tear to their eye. Yeah. Um, still still brings a tear to my eye, and it will for a long time. Yep. Awesome. And I think, yeah. you know, we were lucky in that um, we just see and connect and get along straight away. Yeah. And that's what's made this, um, you know, such a happy time and um, a, a great journey, I suppose, in a way. Um, you know, we were... The joys of modern technology. Sorry, I've got you might hear a baby crying oh, in the background. No need yeah. to apologize um, for that. Joys of modern technology. We could, um, yeah. you know, message each other and really get to know each other quite a bit yeah. um, via just messages and sending photos, etc. Um, 
before Bruce came over. Yep. And yeah, it's just feels like we've we've known each other for a long time already. And so, I think my my mum's also a pretty good judge of character, and she she um she and Bruce have also spoken. Yep. And um they get along really well as as well. So oh, that's that's, good. A, that's a bonus too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so we had. Um, I also brought over my sixty-nine-year-old teddy bear for um, my grandson as well. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, they're the cuddly ones. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit teddy. <laughs> that's it. No, that's a, a fantastic story, guys. And thank you so much for your time. Um, it sounds like uh, someone needs a cuddle in the background. There, I, I think, think so. so. Yes. Um, <laughs> There's nothing like um, the baby having his first podcast yeah. with a bit of <laughs> screeching in the background there. Uh, but that's the, the life of, of being a mum. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it's the soundtrack of, uh, of new life and that's uh, part of the story as well. So, no, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Would you like to say anything to, to people that are looking or are thinking about looking? Um, or any advice for anybody if you, if you don't so desire? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would say um, uh, to anyone that's looking for their birth parents, it's easy to put it off, right, and think, oh, but now is not the right time. Yeah. But I don't feel like there's ever this perfect time. No. Um, so, you know, if you can do it, saying that everyone's journey will be different. Yes. Um, and I know that, you know, not every story is always a happy story. Yep. So you have to be prepared for whatever comes, right? Yes. Um, but, yes, uh, for me it's been a happy story and, um, you know, I've got this whole um, new family to add to my current wonderful family as well. So it's, it's lovely. Thank you for that, Carl. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the main thing is not to leave it too late because yep. I've read so many people that have um, – you know, found, you know, gone to find a birth parents or something and uh, they've missed out by three months and mm. uh, the person's in the grave, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that was kind of one of the uh, things that um, pushed me because I'm, I'm not getting any younger. And uh, I couldn't take the secret to the grave. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not one that's worth taking to the grave, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now it's a happy story to take to the grave, you know, so. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, fantastic advice, and uh, thank you guys for being a part of the show, um, and all the very, very best with whatever lays in front of you, and may you guys get to spend a lot more time together, uh, and yeah, all the very, very best. Yeah, I'm looking forward to visiting New Zealand soonish. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as long as there's no more pandemics. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having us on, Nick. I really appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, again, a big thank you to Diane Cuff. Yes. Australia team as well. Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks too, Mick. You know, it's been fantastic to uh, participate. And if it helps somebody else uh, or prompts them, well, you know, that's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. And um, hopefully we can uh, help spark that uh, another positive story or two. So, yes, thank you, guys. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Mink. Cheers. Bye. All right, Bye. bye.
story with us today. And as always, um, the search angels are there to help people find each other. And next week, we will have another story for you. And we will catch you then. All the best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.